manager of the National Theatre in Westwood says that there indeed are at least a dozen people who faint or become ill during every showing. The movie that took the world of modern horror by storm, The Exorcist, based on William Peter Blatty's novel that created so much fear among viewers that they believed actual evil was contained in the film stock. In our attempt to dive deeper into every perspective on this film, we will also later be interviewing a deeper perspective from others. For those who don't know, The Exorcist was originally inspired by a real-life exorcism on a 13-year-old boy named Ronald Henkeler, better known as Roland Doe. He was very close to his aunt, Harriet, who taught him how to use the Ouija board in order to communicate with spirits. But why did his aunt teach him how to communicate with spirits at such a young age? Well, his aunt was a spiritualist, so that was one of her specialties. After her death, Roland started experiencing strange things like his mattress uncontrollably moving, which was actually shown in the film. His family tried to seek help from doctors and therapists, but there were no help. Their last resort was to contact the Jesuits, where Father E. Albert Hughes got permission to conduct an exorcism on the boy. I didn't know priests had to get permission to conduct an exorcism. Did they ask the parents of the little boy? Actually, Father Hughes had to get permission from the church, and it wasn't just one exorcism. Yeah, that's right. There were multiple attempts to do this exorcism. They struggled to hold down the boy since he kept setting himself free from being restrained. They eventually had to place Roland in a hospital where they kept trying day after day with the help of the hospital staff. The supposed miracle happened on April 14th when the final attempt to rebuke the demon from his body took place. Roland came back to his normal self, and after that, he went on to live a normal life as if nothing happened. It must have been hard going back to a normal life after that traumatizing experience. No wonder this movie had such a huge impact on its audience. In Blatty's 40th anniversary interview, he confessed that he never intended his novel to be scary. It was supposed to be a rumination of faith, not a fright fest. Luckily, when he wrote the screenplay, such reservations seemed to have been forgotten. We learned a lot about the history of the primary participants in this evil game in the book, and we had a better understanding of where this terrible force came from and the shortness of its aims. The book was disturbing in a different matter than the movie. Blatty did an excellent job of giving the reader goosebumps with a slow buildup to the evil he creates and the medium it employs to carry out its evil deeds. This also makes you think about the boundaries, good and evil. Unlike the novel, this doesn't end on a cliffhanger, with everyone trying to figure out who's desecrating church altars and how the movie director died. No, this clearly defines the fact that all flashes of events occurred through a single medium. A topic that caught the attention of many viewers was the supposed curse involving the exorcist, from the injuries, production issues, and even death. The deaths of four people have supposedly been linked to the film. Two of those deaths include Jack Meg. Gorin, who played the eccentric film director Burke Dennings in the film. He died before the film's release from complications related to influenza. Vasiliki Maliaros, who played Father Damien Kara's mother, she also passed away the same year before The Exorcist hit the big screen from natural causes. Along with those deaths, I've also read that stars Linda Blair and Max von Sydow lost members of their family during the shoot. If that wasn't enough death, the son of Jason Miller, who plays the father, Damien Carras, was nearly killed in a motorcycle accident. Looking at this logically, can we really believe that a movie can result in the death of that many people? 
I don't think there is a way to look at this logically. The very reason that religion and science is being portrayed in this film so interchangeably is what makes the possi possibility that all these deaths weren't just by chance, but in fact due to evil itself. Now, when you were making the movie, since it touches on such deep topics of spirituality and faith and stuff, was there a fear that kind of during the production that, you know, things might happen? Well, we knew we were dealing with very powerful forces, and uh, we prayed a lot. The priests who were working in the film were very active on the set, um, blessing the set and us, and um, we were a little nervous. You mentioned production issues on set earlier. What exactly happened? Well, there was this eerie incident that caused a six-week delay in filming and resulted in calling in a real Jesuit priest named Thomas King to bless the set. The incident included a pigeon flying into a circuit box and causing a fire on the set, burning down the McNeil family's house. The only room that survived the unexpected fire was the room of Regan McNeil, which is the exact room where the exorcism would take place. I think the fact they have to call in a real priest to bless the set makes one believe that situations like these rarely occur and it must have caused some real fear. We'll get ready because it only gets more disturbing from here. According to Ellen Burstyn, she suffered a spinal injury while being hoisted around on a harness. What makes this injury disturbing is the fact that the footage of her being injured is the same footage used in the film. What? Are you serious? I remember getting goosebumps when I saw this scene and heard her scream. I would have never guessed that wasn't acting. Adding on to that, I also think viewers like to believe that each scream and scared-to-death look is due to the actor's genuine fear while filming The Exorcist. But that was in fact not exactly the case, at least not always. In fact, film director William Friedkin was known to be ruthless and lacked ethics when it came to filmmaking. Which we can definitely see is true based on the fact that he decided to keep the footage of the actress Ellen Burstyn injuring her spine. Exactly, though that wasn't the only morally questionable thing he did. He also would have the prop man fire shotgun blanks into the air at random times on set in order for actors to produce the genuine frightened screams and looks he desired. Another one of Friedkin's techniques was to lie to actors about what to expect from certain scenes so that while filming, actors would provide him with a genuine, unfiltered expressions. I don't think ethics should be blurred in the film industry, but do you think these techniques help with the film's popularity? Based on certain rumors, I would say that the film garnered a lot of controversy and attention, whether that being from these questionable directing techniques or the curse. One of the rumors is that during one screening in Rome, it was reported that a bolt of lightning struck a church opposite the cinema. Another rumor involves one woman passing out and breaking her jaw, and she later sued Warner Brothers for an undisclosed sum. Meanwhile, in the UK, it was reported that St. John's ambulance staff attended screenings to help distress cinema goers. A lot of people also say that these rumors and the supposed curse was all a marketing ploy to get people to the theaters. That's definitely a, poss a possibility that I believe to be true, but we can never be 100% sure of anything. Real or not, credit must be given to the marketing team behind this film for being able to convince people all across the world that this is a must-see film. Controversy was definitely what made The Exorcist as popular as it continues to be. From the supposed anger coming from the Catholic Church and the opinions of psychologists, people had different perspectives. How did this film make medicine controversial? Well, for starters, I think we need to get the fact out of the way that we are all inherent to trust science. If we're not feeling well, we go to the doctor first and expect them to help. But what happens when even doctors themselves come up with blank answers? So, were people upset witnessing the fact that Western medicine doesn't always work? 
I wouldn't say that's what made them upset. If anything, I would think anyone would appreciate witnessing how sometimes science isn't absolute. What people did have a problem with was the extremely graphic hospital scenes of the doctors poking and probing Reagan and their attempts to figure out what was wrong. Oh, right. I remember reading how director Friedkin was all about accuracy for this film. This was the first time viewers were given the ability to be in the hospital room and see what goes on during a procedure. Yes, the accuracy and graphicness of that scene is actually what made viewers uncomfortable and what caused many of them to leave the theater compared to the exorcism scenes. Seeing how science is like a trial and error and doctors are just experimenting to figure out the issue was a reality that I don't think people were prepared to witness. Hi, Mrs. Wade Castro. Thank you for taking the time to let us pick your brain on your standpoint as to what message the film The Exorcism is trying to convey and how we can connect it to modern life. Before we start off, could you please tell us a little more about your studies in neuroscience at UT Dallas and your experience in pharmacy work? Hi, of course. Thank you for having me here today. My background in neuroscience and pharmacy have gained me a lot of knowledge in the field of neuropharmacology. I even taught a neuropharmacology course, so I hope that I can provide useful information for you today. First off, have you ever seen this film before or have you seen other films where there's an overlap between Western medicine and religion? No, I haven't seen this film before. However, I've seen films like Annabelle where they cover exorcisms, but most of the time they have a more religious point of view than a scientific point of view. Now, during your studies, did you ever encounter a situation where there was no legitimate scientific answer? Um, there are multiple scenarios in the science field where science cannot explain the reasoning behind it. However, in the whole, that's the whole basis of science, trying to understand the reason behind things. Many years ago, we didn't know why people got sick. Now we know that's due to an infection and we have developed antibiotics or antivirals to help fight that. With science being kind of like a trial and error, would you say medicine should always be the first choice? It depends on the situation. For most Ill illnesses, um, it's best to go the Western route. Um, but for other illnesses like mental illness, um, Western medicine is not the best option. In my field, I've learned that mental illness is best cured with therapy plus medication. This is because therapy actually helps you get to the root cause of the issue and solve that while medication helps you control that in the meantime. Um, however, that said, it could take many years of therapy um, for it to actually work and sometimes it doesn't even work on a patient. Um, what would you recommend to parents that are worried for their children uh, um, who are showing signs of mental illnesses? Best thing to do is to listen to your children and understand their needs. Therapy is always a good idea whether it's a child is showing signs of mental illness or not. Mental illness is always crucial to take care of because it's, um, it's not visible and it plays a huge role in your overall health. Thank you so much, Mrs. Way Castro, for taking the time and giving us your perspective on the medical side of medicine for both physical and mental illnesses. Of course, thank you so much for having me. In the film, we can see the mother did rely on Western medicine to help her daughter. But when she noticed that that didn't provide any great results, she went to the other place that she thought might help, which is the church. In Nettle's dictionary, exorcist is defined as someone who pretends to cast out evil spirits by adjurations. So how reliable could the church be with exorcisms? Well, isn't religion all about belief? Nothing is concrete truth. Same thing with exorcism. If one believes in it so strongly that they believe that is the only way to get better, who are we to keep them from their beliefs? In the film, religion is obviously portrayed to the extreme with demons, exorcisms, levitating, and so much more. Though we need to remember that Hollywood and their goal is to grab the attention of the viewers by causing controversy. 
Exactly. Religion doesn't have to be this daunting experience. Some people truly believe that the church or a more holistic approach to things that can't be scientifically explained is the only way to heal. Uh, my name is Emanuel Nieves. Soy pastor de una iglesia hispana en el estado de Texas. Opinion on exorcist. I am convinced that these things are real and that they exist. I believe it because my eyes have seen it for themselves. I've seen all of the effects of these exorcisms. This brings us back to our main concern. Is this a horror movie or real life shit? It's not all crucifixes and holy water, but looking at our favorite films through a different lens ponders the question, is science always the only way or has religion been too dramatized to where it seems like the choice for fools?